Justin Key is the modern-day Renaissance man. He is a working actor, entrepreneur, published author, and keynote speaker. Justin is currently cast in Google's God Complex, airing on Amazon Prime. He is the founder of Mindset Management Group, a Los Angeles-based consulting firm specializing in entrepreneurial and entertainment growth strategies for creatives and entrepreneurs. His book, Mind Control, is a how-to self-help book that centers around living a life without limits and not putting restrictions on one's given talents, intellect, and ability. Hello and welcome to Sky Talks here in the Sky Lounge at the Line Lofts in Hollywood, California, part of Wilshire Skyline Property Management. I'm your host, Wendy Rosoff, and I am so thrilled to be presenting this series of Elevated Conversations. Our goal is to present a wide variety of fascinating speakers that can provide exclusive insight into their world. Hopefully we learn a little and are inspired to do a lot. As I mentioned, the Line Lofts is located in the heart of Old Hollywood, a refined hideaway with stunning views in every direction, abundant building amenities, guest events, services, and benefits. For more information about this stunning property, check out thelinelofts.com. Justin Key, welcome to Sky Talks. <laughs> thank you, Wendy. Thank it's you. Thank you. Crazy in here tonight. <laughs> All right, Justin, yes. tell us a little bit about your background, where you grew up, and what brought you to LA. Awesome. So similar to Ben, I grew up on a farm in Tennessee. I am the eighth of nine kids. Ooh. Wow. I moved to Los Angeles after getting a degree in mathematics to pursue acting, just like most people. Uh, <laughs> and Again, so totally normal. One of the fortunate ones to have success early on yeah. and didn't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. Didn't know what to do with the money, so I spent it all. Mm. Didn't know what to do with the success, so I squandered it all. Mm. And then I found myself sitting around with parking tickets and mm. notices. L.A. And I was like, Parking yeah, LA. tickets. God. And so I had to do something about it. And so that's when this whole epiphany of entertainment entrepreneurship yeah. descended upon me. Yeah, it descended. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, I finally realized that I was a true Los Angeles resident when I went to go put in my L.A. parking ticket online, you know, to pay the, the damn parking ticket. Yes. And it auto-filled. That site <laughs> auto-fails, and I was like, well, I guess I live here now. <laughs> anyway, so my next question to you, and you kind of answered it, but let's talk about it in a little bit more detail, was mm -hmm. when you realized that being an artist and being an entrepreneur uh, is intrinsically tied together, and what you did kind of to educate yourself, because you obviously, you had a degree in mathematics, you knew the math of it, but you hadn't put the pieces together for yourself. So talk a little bit about that journey. So fortunately, my very first job was a five-year contract with Walmart. Incredible. Paid a lot of money. A lot of, I wouldn't, more money than I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know taxes weren't being taken out. It was my very first oh, gig. Oh, wow. I had no idea. I, I assumed that when my agents took out their 10%, I mean, out of all the jobs that I've had, Hadn't Uncle Sam taken out his share? So you were on a 1099? Correct. Okay. Didn't know what a 1099 ah. was. I knew what a W-2 was because that's all I've yeah, been getting. Yeah, you did. Okay. And then the IRS sent a letter saying yep. how much I owed in taxes. They sure did. And I was like, in American money? <laughs> <laughs> and then I really had to get myself together because my parents were like, we can't afford Tennessee and California. Yep. 
So I had to really learn the business side of the industry mm -hmm. to really be able to thrive. Great. Okay. So what was that time period like for you? There was clearly struggle involved in mm -hmm. that during that learning curve. Um, what were some what were some roadblocks that you stumbled upon during that time? A lot. Yeah. Um, so it was rent, car note, or groceries. Not all three. Yeah. Yeah. And so you had to choose. Like it was. Yeah. Difficult. And you know what? I feel like that's something that nobody talks about. I was just talking to one of your mentees earlier, and I said, what's going on? And he said, life. I'm pulling my life together. And I said, you know what? We, we have to have a roof over our heads, and we have to have food to eat before we are able to make the art. Things mm -hmm. have to happen in a certain order. I agree. And so what some people don't understand is that the art is always going to be there. Yep. I took a year off from acting just so that I could stack some cash. Yes. Because this whole struggling actor life just wasn't for me. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I want to drink water when I'm thirsty. That's weird. I'm, I'm sorry that I was birthed to be able to eat food. <laughs> and because I knew that acting was always going to be there, okay, for about six months, I did nothing but work. And then I started easing back into it. So oh, I'll do theater at night, still work my day job. And then all of a sudden, agents and managers and casting directors were coming to the shows that I was doing at night. And I was like, oh. Oh, so then I was able to cut down the, the full-time job to a part-time job mm -hmm. because I started getting gigs. Mm -hmm. And then after a year or so, I was able to become a full-time artist. Amazing. But it wasn't until I decided, like, I need money because yes I I'm inspired by the narrative that oh I lived in my car under the bridge I'm sorry but that's mm -hmm. not my story no like I'm I, I want AC I want heat <laughs> yeah. yes and then being in Los Angeles I, I'm sorry but I really love Trader Joe's I want some I, I want organic too. vegetables I grew up yes. on a farm I'm used to it yes so I had to work for that lifestyle yeah and I'm actually okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that too for you. More than okay with that. <laughs> good. Okay, good. So you spent that time kind of stumbling and learning. What, what was the time period between you kind of figuring all of that out to the time when we actually got to know each other, which mm -hmm. was as fellow faculty members at a college where you actually taught entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge leap from yes. the kid who got a 1099 and was like, 1099, what? <laughs> yeah, so. Okay, from that time, I would say it was perhaps a four to five year period, actually. So I knew that I didn't want to get a regular job. I didn't want to keep a regular job. So of course I called my parents and they heard the depression in my voice because it's almost, depression in LA is kind of synonymous at times. Mm. And then so mom was like, why don't you use that degree I paid for? And I was like, <laughs> Thanks, mom. And I was like, mom. I was By the way, I love your Facebook mama posts. Oh. They're brilliant. If, if anybody wants a good laugh, just go find Justin Key on Facebook. He quotes his mother. It's brilliant. Remind <laughs> me to remind. I'm going to remind you to ask me something about that later. Okay, actually. great. Perfect. So my mom said, use a degree that she paid for. And I was like, Mama, I was on a full scholarship. What? I said, nothing. Are you paid for it? <laughs> and so I started a tutoring company. Oh, okay. I started a tutoring company in Los Angeles to tutor in mathematics. Because when do you find a mathematician that's also an actor? Right. And who can't do third grade math? No. And 
well, second graders <laughs> and some third graders. And so the company randomly exploded, and all of my clients were on the west side, mm. Bel Air, Beverly Hills, Westwood, Chevy Hills. I was like, whoa, my first client, this is how, this is how it started. I was at a Starbucks, and I'm the typical actor. So I'm at Starbucks, and I have Writing my- Writing a screenplay? Yes, mm. my, my <laughs> headshot, my headshots were out. I have a to-do list because I'm kind of a nerd. <laughs> and so this lady was like, oh, do you mind if I sit here and wait on my order? My, sh my feet are killing me. I said, oh, no, no. And I'm Southern, really Southern at the time. So no, no, you can just sit here. That don't, that's no problem. <laughs> and so she was like, are you an actor? And I was like, however did you guess? <laughs> and so she was like, isn't that, isn't that a really tough career to be in? Like, how do you feed yourself? Like, don't you have to go to school for it? And I said, yeah, I went to school for it, but I also went to school for mathematics. And she was like, mathematics, I had no idea two other ladies were eavesdropping on the conversation. Mm. And they turned around and said, do you tutor? And I was like, <laughs> whoa. And I said, I can. I did it in college. And I had no idea they were Bel Air housewives. Mm. And so I didn't even have a computer at the time. So I left and went to the library up the street from my house. And I checked my email. They all three spoke to each other and said, okay, you're, you're we're, we're, we're less than a mile from each other's houses. So you can go to her first, then her, and then but me. So you were tutoring these adult women or their no, children? No, they're children. They had children. <laughs> so, so what's going on? What's happening they're, in they're, Bel Air? Yes. So, <laughs> so, Just clarifying. Yeah, so tutoring their children in mathematics. And it started going so well. So the teachers started seeing improvement in the students' grades. So the teachers started asking their parents, what is happening? Then the teachers started referring me ridiculously. Mm. And then one of the dads said, Justin, he's uh, a patent attorney in Beverly Hills. And he said, Justin, just start a company. I was like, I'm going to be Denzel in three years. Mm -hmm. So I don't want a company. I don't I'm want a going company. going to be Denzel. Exactly, like, yeah. and I'm allergic to children sometimes. <laughs> so he was like, Justin, think about it you don't have to worry about a nine to five because you make your own schedule because you're the boss. Right. Perfect. And I was like, and they said, he said, and you get to set your price. And I was like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. And so the paperwork was submitted and I had an LLC and I owned my own company. And guess what? I hired artists mm -hmm. to be my tutors. I paid them exceptional wages and it was very flexible because they had auditions. So in the contract with the clients, they all knew that the artists had degrees and that their main job was performing. Oh, that's so And smart. the parents were like, oh my God, because tutoring mathematics and having a personality yeah. is gold. It is gold. So parents were like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. Yeah. We will pay you what you want. Yes. Why, thank you. <laughs> all right, great. So uh, what... In everything that you've done, because I know you've, you've kind of dabbled in so many different things, um, what are you most proud of so far in your journey? Ooh. Rarely am I ever stumped, Wendy <laughs> Rose Off. That's what I'm here for. What I'm most proud of yeah. actually happened February 24th. My hometown gave me the key to the city. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. I love that. And it's not for me. It's so that all the other kids after me can see that they can do it yes. too. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
That's monumental on so many different levels. Yeah, I, okay, great. Um, so we got to know each other. <laughs> oh, you just make me laugh. Um, I always considered myself a fairly savvy person. I've got my IRAs, I've got my 401ks, I have invested in the past, but you and I got to talking in the faculty lounge, <laughs> and you started turning me on to all these yummy investment apps. I'm yes. obsessed with Robinhood you are. and Acorns. Do you people know of these apps? If you don't, you must. They are investment apps. My Acorns is through the roof. It's Roundups. It's the roundups I put in my weekly. Yes. So you put in this weekly minimum, and then you can have everything from your debit account, everything, every purchase that you make, you can have it rounded up, and it goes right to Acorns. And this is an investment account. And so it's built without me even realizing that it's happening, literally. And then they've got this great um, kind of add-on, which has been really great for me, mm -hmm. which is that they partner with several giant companies where, let's say, ladies, I'm a shoe whore, you're buying your shoes from Zappos. <laughs> we are going to give $20 of every purchase that you make from Zappos and put it into your Acorns account. And then it grows, mm -hmm. like acorns Incredible. off the tree. Yes. It is amazing. All right, so you blew my mind with all that kind of stuff. Can you give our listeners to mm -hmm. Sky Talks some or any yummy suggestions, something that's not too daunting, mm -hmm but that will get them headed in the right direction because I feel like the students that I got to know of yours and just a little bit of time that we shared together, I got so many yummy nuggets. I feel like you're just dispersing them everywhere you go. So give us a few yummy nuggets. So the first thing is to switch your mindset. You should always think of trying to have at least seven streams of income. At least seven. seven. The number of perfection at least seven streams Seven's of income. Seven's my favorite number, Justin yes. Key. See, it, yes, it, it was meant to be. number. It was meant to be. Okay, so talk to us about that. So seven with streams. the seven streams of income, investment is just one. So think of passive incomes, things that you can do once that will bring you residual income over time. So even with the investment app, once you sign up for Acorns, which is an incredible app that you Amazing. attach to your debit card, and every time you swipe, it rounds up the change. So let's say Wendy buys a burger for $5.50. It'll round it up to $6, and it'll take that 50 cents and put it into an investment account. Not, not keep the change or save the change like some of the banks. It'll put it into an investment account and invest it for you. I'm telling you guys, this works. It, it, it works. It is, it's incredible. Yeah. And so that's just one stream. Like think of other different streams of income. Maybe, like for myself, I published my first book last yes. year. Yes, you did. Thank you. Tell us what the name, what's the name of that book, Justin So Key. my book is called Ac uh, Acorns. <laughs> my, <laughs> my, my book is called Mind Control. Change the way you think so that you can live a limitless life. I have purchased this book. It's good, people. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And it's forever on Amazon, which means that, and on, and on my website, which means that it will forever bring a profit. Yes. So you want to think of things like that, which is passive income, something that you can do once that'll bring you income forever. This is what, <clears throat> what a lot of millionaires and billionaires say when they, your money should work for you while you're sleeping. Yes. Which means that you have sacrificed to publish this book, and now anyone can buy it forever. Yeah. 
and then We've you get paid. We've talked about, too, um, some online teaching ideas that I feel mm -hmm. like is so great for people like us who have kind of walked down a certain path. And we have life experience that is of value to people yes. that are walking down the same path we have gone mm -hmm. down, and that will eventually lead to passive income. Exactly. One thing that I, that, um, as Wendy said, we talked about her creating an online course. She teaches all of these amazing courses, but guess what? Not everyone is in LA. Mm -hmm. Not everyone has the ability to enroll at the institution where she teaches. So how do they get in contact with her? Right creating this course and is there forever until she updates it mm -hmm. so that she not only profits, but they profit as well. And that's the goal. The goal is to not be selfish with your knowledge, to be able to give back and then it profits you as well. It's, it's totally organic. It's being of service yes. and uh, getting due pay for mm -hmm. that service. Yes. Which I feel like is, is of value to everybody. Exactly. You sacrifice your time to create the course, and then it's forever out there. So yeah. start thinking about different ways you can create your streams of income, because the cost of living is just going up. So it will be in your best interest to start thinking of passive income. And you can even just Google passive income, <laughs> different ways of passive That's income, great. and then it's going to tell you like step by step, or at least give you some different nuggets. So you're like, oh, I think I can do that as well. Yeah. Great. So somebody signs up to meet with you for your consulting. Mm -hmm. What are some of the first steps that you ask them to take in order to get their ducks in a row to start working with you? Okay, awesome. Thank you for that question. Yeah. So when people first contact me, sometimes they are gung-ho and already know what they want, or sometimes they're just frustrated. I was like, yeah. <laughs> And so I said, great, be frustrated. So the first part of the, of the consultation is a complete brain dump. I sit there and listen to everything mm -hmm. you have to say. Mm -hmm. And then the side of my brain that's the mathematician starts organizing everything. Yeah. And then the business side of my brain starts adding profit to it. And then the actor side basically just putting a little flair and glitter on top. <laughs> So it's a great combination. So you give me a complete brain dump of your struggles, your stresses, you need money, you want to diversify, you need an agent, you need a manager, you want to increase your credit, you want to perhaps get into different circles in the industry or outside the industry. And so then we lay out a plan and you leave with an extensive to-do list to literally execute everything. So what you're telling me is that not only are you helping people kind of budget themselves and mm -hmm. figure out how to create uh, personal wealth, yes, but also forward their career while they're doing it. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. To literally live your best life. I mean, it's, it may be a popular that. phrase, but to yeah. live your best life doing what you want. If you don't want to have a nine to five, you shouldn't have a nine to five, but discipline comes along with that. Switching your mindset. You may not want a nine to five, but if you're operating in a nine to five mindset, then it, you're not gonna go anywhere. You're running in circles. You got me going in circles. <laughs> um, so, that's, so that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, great. And do you talk at all with your, um, with your clients about how this new lifestyle might present a bit of discomfort when they first start or um, kind of a switch of a mental, uh, you know, it's a mindset. It's a yeah, mindset. It's, it's, it's a mindset. Yeah. And I mentioned it in the book, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes. And you have to realize growth is uncomfortable. Yeah. 
Growth is uncomfortable. If you had sunshine 24-7, you would be in the desert. Right. You would be in the desert. So you need to realize that it's expected. Stop thinking that it's going to be brunches on Sundays and beach Saturdays. Yeah. No, there are going to be days where you tell your friend, ah, I can't go out. Mom, I can't come home because I'm working. Because you need to work. Put in that work so that you can be in the position not only to help yourself, but help someone else who's not as fortunate as you, which I believe is the ultimate goal. Totally. Yes, yes. Something that I always say to people that I'm mentoring or who ask, come to ask me for advice, I've been doing this for two years and nothing's happened. What's going wrong? Where do I start? Da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. Number one, buckle up. <laughs> Number two, <laughs> success is inconvenient. Yeah. You really have to be willing to embrace a sense of, I'm being inconvenienced and I love being inconvenienced because it's for a higher purpose and I love that. Mm -hmm. So living in that place of like, it's not gonna feel warm and snuggly all the time. No. You're really gonna be in this state of like discomfort, elevation, not knowing, um, kind of that wiggly feeling. Yes. And I, when that's happening, I'm like, you're in the right spot. You're if in you're the right spot. If you're feeling too comfy, like you're in a giant snuggie, it's not right. No, and it's character building. Yeah. And then it goes back to the component of being of service to someone else. If I never went through anything, how can I be yes. of service to someone else? Then I'm mentoring people completely wrong. Yes. Yeah, because if you have a struggle and I never experienced a struggle, what am I going to add to you? Like, I tell the struggle, the real struggle. I do too, yes. and I think that that's so valuable, and I feel like so many people skip over mm -hmm. the struggle, and it's so vitally important to talk yes. about the struggle. Great. Let's open it up to a few questions. Does anybody have any questions for Justin Key? Ben. Ben's my Twitter friend. As of today. As of today, actually. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Hi, uh, my name is Ben. Wendy, first time, long time. Thank you Hi, very much. Ben. <laughs> Justin, my question is, imposter syndrome is a real thing. Mm -hmm. You're trying to start your thing, and there's that fear of, I want to charge this, but... I'm afraid they're not going to pay that. So what's your advice to entrepreneurs who are getting started to have that confidence that they can charge what they're worth or charge? Because, you know, you, you might just be getting started with a contract, but that client sitting across for you, from you might be very experienced. Mm -hmm. So you might be getting going, but they might be well, you know, That's a locked great in. So I'm curious what that. your advice is for handling that imposter syndrome. Your fee is based on your talent, not their budget. value yourself and then if they can't afford it then they're not ready for you yet simple as that you know that's something that I've actually learned across the way that's a great question and I I feel like you know so many of us undersell ourselves especially when we're first starting out because it's it's scary and imposter syndrome and all of that stuff but it's true you start to weed out who's ready for you and who's not and if you, it only takes that one person, the one right client to say yes, and all of a sudden you're in a completely different stratosphere. Agreed. When I started the tutoring company, I didn't know how much to charge. I said, oh, $45 an hour. Mm -hmm. They laughed in my face. And I was like, no, no, <laughs> sorry, what's the real price? <laughs> and I was like, wait, 
Yeah. And I was like, and I wasn't, I didn't have my acting brain on. It was my math brain. So I couldn't like, are they being sarcastic? So she was like, what, 75, 85? Yeah, right. I said 90. She said, oh, okay. Right. And my heart was pounding. Am I charging $90 an Absolutely. hour to tutor math, which comes to me like that? And then there were clients who were paying for 30 sessions at a time. Boom. <laughs> yes, I'll pay this parking ticket. Get this out of my way. So, yeah, so once again, you charge, your, you, your, fee is your, your fee is based off your talent, not their budget. So once you operate in that mindset, yes, you're going to lose people, but you're losing the right people. Great. Thank you. Yeah. So I have a quick question, because you, you both talked about coming from small towns. So I'd love to just hear a little bit about, so this world that you've carved out from yourself is very hard to describe to people back home who are very traditional. So I'd love to hear what is your narrative when you go home and sort of paint your picture of what you're doing. And then you also tease your mother, so I want to know about your mother. <laughs> so once again, I, I'm from a farm. I'm the eighth of nine kids. I'm the only one that left the state of Tennessee. Originally, they had no idea what I did for a living. And they, sometimes they still don't. Like my mom will call, tell Jesse May what you actually do. Oh, hold on, here's the phone. I'm like, mom, I've been here. I'm like, I've been here for 10 years and you still have no idea what I do for a living. I'm an actor. On what show? Well, I'm not on the show right now. So, but now the narrative has completely changed. My family are my publicists. I'm like, mama, I have a manager, calm down. Like they are so gung-ho about my career that something clicked for them. It's like, oh, well he owned a business. He's on this TV show. He owns some billboards too, y'all. Now I ain't retired yet, so he must not be doing too well, but he's doing well enough, but he's doing well enough not to ask me for anything. So, the whole family dynamic, and even when I go home, like I went home for the book signing. Yeah. My sisters were collecting the money. My brothers were the photographers. My mom and dad were jumping in every picture. So it's now like a family affair, and it's an incredible thing because they get to see it. My nieces and nephews get to see it. Now they do say that I talk really funny. Like my nieces and nephews will call me while they're at school or at, on break and say, hey uncle, say something. I was like, what do you want me to say? They're like, <laughs> you hear? And I was like, you sound funny. I'm like, no, you, you sound, sound funny. funny. <laughs> so I have that incredible Southern family that is so loving. And now they're just embracing this entertainment career that I've had for so long. They're finally embracing it. And it's absolutely incredible. And so something that Wendy... Um, brought on earlier talking about my mom's conversation yeah. there's going to be a surprise I was rushing here earlier because I was in the studio recording with one of my idols and can you say who it is? I can't okay okay can't. okay 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 okay, um, okay who will actually be playing my mother <gasps> and that's all that's all that I can say but May, in yes. three weeks, it's going to be, and I'm so thrilled, and even while in the studio, 
I called my mom and had her on speakerphone. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So, Great. Yeah. All right, we have time for one more question. Yes. Sorry, short legs. Hi, so um, I'm trying. Choo choo. Um, what is your advice? <laughs> what is your advice to anyone who feel like they're at a standstill in their life, um, who are scared to take that leap? You know, whether it's going back to school, um, any artists who, who even just like new headshots or even traveling. Anyone that it's any advice is you know to people who to push them forward pretty much. So the first thing is to make sure that you're not acting on someone else's impulses. Mm -hmm. It's not because someone else is doing well, but you sit down and you're really centered in yourself. Because I believe that once you're centered, then you will be inspired and motivated to go down the lane that you're supposed to go in. So once you're centered, then it's like, what do I, what do I want to do? And then you realize that your success is determinant on your village. Who do you have around you? Start asking questions. Start asking for help. Like, if, if, I, if I can't do something, maybe Wendy can, so then I can connect you. But it's better to bounce things off and not let it stay, not let the narrative stay in your head. Speak it out. Talk to people. Does this sound crazy? It should sound crazy, because if your dreams don't scare you, go back to sleep. <laughs> like, we're, yeah. we're, we're not trying to just live. We're trying to thrive. And what people don't understand is that we can have it all. Y'all, I live a fantastic life. <laughs> like, I am happy because I do it all. Mm -hmm. Having, going to school for mathematics and acting and business, I do it all. You can too. Like, if you want new headshots, this is LA, someone knows a photographer. Or someone knows an up and coming photographer that will give you a discount. Or there's a photography student who's like, I need to add you to my portfolio. You're like, oh, well, I really need to start to invest. Put it out on social media, as Ben said earlier. And maybe someone can be like, oh, well, this is an article that I wrote. Um, there are resources everywhere. So no one should be stumped for too long. Don't sit and wallow in it. You know when you get uncomfortable. Sometimes the, un sometimes the uncomfortability is supposed to be there, but also you know when you're wallowing. I do believe that the universe will conspire in your favor, but once you're ready and when you make that first step, faith without works is dead. So you can't sit here, I want to be a series regular, and you're, you're not, you don't even have LA casting to even start to submit. Right. So don't get in your own way. Do you have any questions for me, Justin? Wendy, I have questions for you. <laughs> Wendy, you're multi-hyphenate as well. Yes. What are some of the struggles that you go through currently being a working actor? You're about to travel to Europe and mm -hmm. perform. Mm -hmm. You're hosting this podcast. Mm -hmm. Give us the secret. <laughs> give, give us a secret, the successes uh, and the struggles, because like yeah. you said, no, not many people tell that. Happy to. I struggle every single day. Mm. I struggle every single day trying to find balance. Mm. Um, and I feel like that's, that's part of my life journey, mm. is 
I don't think I'll ever master the balance, but working towards finding the balance of being a fully harmonious human being while pursuing this thing that is not just a job, but it's my passion for life. And so it takes a really extraordinary group of people, a village around me, to understand that and support it. And so I surround myself with only the best of the best. I'm very, very judicious who I allow into my inner circle. I'm really careful about my time and how I spend it. I need a lot of alone time. I am a very social introvert, and so I am extremely careful with my time and where I spend it and when I need to spend time by myself, um, charging the battery up. Mm -hmm. And then when I go full throttle, I am a demon. Damn. Yeah. Now, you, you, you talked about your, your circle, your tribe of friends. Like, in LA, some people may feel that it's difficult to find that circle. And I know it takes time, but are there, do you have any nuggets as to how people can find their circle, their tribe, a friend, their family away from family? It takes time. Um, you know, and for me, quite frankly, a lot of my tribe still comes from New York because I'm a New Yorker. And that's where I lived the first part of my life and built my career and have some of my rider dies. And so there's still a lot of my people that are from New York. And I have an amazing, amazing village here too. But it came out of huge amounts of opportunities from all different walks of life, right? So it's from me being a producer, a director, a choreographer, a creator, an actor, an educator, um, all of the different things that we do. I have people from each one of those walks of life, at least, that kind of inform the decisions that I make. And, um, and again, just being really, really picky. I, I have a lot of people who I'm super social with and that I'm happy to have in my life, but it is really this very select few that are in that inner circle. And I, you know, they're, they're carefully chosen, and a lot of it is just about what works best for me, and can I be of service to them, and can they be of service? Can we be of service to each other yes. at this time in our life? And also, I've just come to realize, you know, as you get older, people are in your life for seasons, mm -hmm. and then you let them go, and they'll come back. And you know, it's it's a beautiful thing, and it's not sad. It's not sad. It's a really beautiful thing to have people um, in your life for periods of times, and then you know, for times they're not. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Justin, thank you so much. Where can we find you, Justin Key? You can find me across every social media platform at Justin Key, K E Y 101. <laughs> Great. We are so grateful to have you with us. Thank you so much. Thank You've just listened to Sky Talks, elevated conversations at the Line Lofts. Special thanks to our guest, Justin Key. I'm your host, Wendy Rosoff, reminding you to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider so you can catch our next episode. Bye for now.